I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And this is The Thing That Happened This Week. The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down. So bottoms up and up your bottoms! Good afternoon! I like this voice we're doing. Yes. 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 We could do the entire podcast this way. Um, I had a I had a roommate in college who's like to to this day one of my best friends. Um, but he's from Connecticut, and one time he was making fun of how like people from Connecticut talk, which is very kind of similar to like this apparently. <laughs> and but so like, they're like Walter Cronkite yeah, crossed but, with like Julia Child. But like none of us <laughs> knew he was like making fun of people that way because he kind of already oh. talks like that. That's like funny. yeah, like not in like an overt like silly way. Good but... afternoon. Yes. Welcome to the Bolo Mart. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like he doesn't sound a hundred percent like that, but it was like it was like oh, that's just like an extension of your voice. That's funny. Right. But yeah. We never do a midday recording. We don't. We either do like pretty early morning or like evening. 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 Is that how they would say that? Mm. Bond. James Bond. Yes. Yes. Connecticut Bond. Connecticut Bond. Bond. Connecticut Bond. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where will we find things to cut in from that? Everything. Everything's staying. Everything no. stays. Um, but yeah. So, another day off for you. Another day off? No. Um, oh, no, no, no. Late, it's uh, Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Yeah. I don't know when y'all are listening to this, but for now, it's Wednesday here. As of right, as of this recording. As of um, this yeah. moment. So, I'm going to do this recording and then I'm going to go to work. Me too. Um, I'm going to scare the noob kids and Great. claim my rightful place as the mythic bitch that I am. Yes, you are. The mythic Mitch, The mythic Mitch, yeah. Which is almost as scary as a mythic bitch. Yes. I'm, like, I'm now stuck in this voice. I can't yes, let it go. That's okay. Yes, a mythic bitch, a mythic bitch. Mm-hmm. Here we are. We just evolve into mumbling. It's fine. I know, right? Yeah. Um. So, I have news. Tell me. I lost a lot of Twitter followers. Oh, man. From this morning? <laughs> from, or from last night. Got yeah. It. I tweeted, and I stand by it, and y'all can come after me. I tweeted that the president is a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. And I lost a whole hell of a lot of followers in a very... For, for me, I don't have that many to begin with. So a, sure. a chunk of my followers went bloop, bloop, bloop. Bye. 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 This week has been quite... It's been... Quite the circus. Yeah. That's the best Put, way I can put it. Putting it mildly. Exactly. And yes. it's difficult and it sucks. And just know that if you're listening to this, we're here for you. Who was that ringmaster? Was it P.T. Barnum or was it someone of... Was it Bailey of Barnum and Bailey? I can't remember who it was, but they got eaten by that tiger. Oh. You know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. What's... Uh... I'm thinking of Penn and Teller, but I don't think nope. that's right either. Penn and Teller's magic. Yeah. I'm not circus. No, because so, this was like a, a somewhat recent thing, right? Or are you thinking like further back to like... Further back. Okay. Further back. Anyway, whoever that guy was that got eaten by that tiger, that's what you get for poking the beast, honey. Yeah, it's true. I think we might have a chance to overtake this guy soon. I hope so. I hope so, too. I sincerely hope so. Because I, it's just it just sucks. It's just awful. I'm just confused. I'm uh, like I understand that he has the lowest approval ratings of any president ever at any time, no mm-hmm. matter if there was a war going on or not. Yeah. But I still am confused as to how there are positive performance reviews on that. Can you imagine if you were 
this guy, mm-hmm. and you're in for your six-month performance review with your boss. Yeah. Let's pretend that the president had a boss. Sure. Like, God. What if you had a performance review with God? Mm-hmm. And then you go in, and they're like, so, gotta tell you, some feedback hasn't been the greatest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what we need. I mean, essentially, that's what the chief of staff is supposed to be doing. Sir, yeah. you're not getting great reviews. But his whole staff... But no one reads Variety. So... <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, but that's funny. Um, I was just thinking of that episode of Entourage where yeah. it, early on in the series, Vince is in a in a movie with Jessica Alba, and Jessica mm. Alba plays herself. And the Variety review comes out, and it's really bad, and they go to see Ari Gold, played by the ever-amazing Jeremy Piven. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Piven's character is telling them, don't worry about it, no one reads that fucking paper anyway. And then he holds the manager back, and he's like, and he's like go ahead, Vince, go ahead, we're just going to chit-chat for a second. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing showing him that review? I got more calls about that than when my mother died. Like- <laughs> oh, my goodness. Reviews matter, y'all. Reviews apparently matter. Actors but, um, who don't read their reviews, are you kidding I don't, me? I don't read reviews. What? I don't read reviews on anything. What? Because, like, they may matter, but, like, to me, they don't. So, like, if you got a really excellent review... I still wouldn't want to read it. Weird. Because I still think... I. Kind of equated to, like, driving in certain moods, because driving in a great mood can be just as effective. Like, it can impact your, like, how you drive as much as driving in a bad mood. Mm, and good point, good point. I don't, like, and it's, like, great if you loved me, awesome. If you didn't, that's your prerogative. Like, but I'm here to do this for me and for the people sitting in those seats. Hmm. And I'm here to do my best, and I don't need your approval on that. Fair. So, like, that's just me. I know plenty of actors who do. I know plenty of actors who don't. So, but, like, let's say you're going to put together an actor's website. How are you going to build a press page without reading your reviews? I don't have any press, first of all. But... Right. But, well, when you did Woody Guthrie, there weren't, like, local reviews in the local paper? There were, and I didn't read them. Or, like, reviews from your college paper about your main stage productions? There were, and I didn't read... Well, actually, no. The ones in the college paper were more book reports than reviews. Fair. They literally were, like, synopses. You know, of, what, of the shows. Did I talk about this on the show? My brother's nickname is Mantooth. I think so. Because some college reviewer at Elon or some kid writing a review for his class like left his paper behind mm. and someone found it and took it to my brother and the guy couldn't remember that the lead's last name was Manship so he was like he like put in like a spelling mark like gotta check this name but was just calling him Kevin Mantooth through the whole paper. That's funny. It got me. It got me yeah. pretty good. Oh, excuse me. That's something to admire, I think, that you don't read reviews. I feel pretty uncomfortable if I don't read them. I have to read them. Yeah. Because even though it's somebody else's opinion, I still think it's valid. It might not change what I'm doing on stage, but if there was a point where it was like, oh, there was a part where I couldn't understand what she was saying, I'd be like, wow, I wish someone had told me that. I'm glad that reviewer did. Like, I've never gotten a scathing review or really, I mean, thank God, a negative review. Mm -hmm. But if I had... I could see your driving analogy. I probably would get pretty sad over that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I know that, like, I know myself well enough to be like, I w- that would haunt me as much as a good review would, like, haunt me, which is weird. Mm-hmm. I know, but that's just me. Well, I guess maybe there's a chance, depending on the actor, if they get a good review, then they're like, oh, well, now I don't have to put in as much effort. That too. Like, I also don't want to feel like I'm entitled to, like, not work as hard. Fair. Fair. See, I'm so Rachel Berry about everything that it's mm-hmm. like there's no hope for me to relax at any time. I tend to, too, but like, if I, <laughs> but if you catch me on a day where I'm like, 
nah, fuck this. Then, like, I will just kind of lean into, nah, fuck this. When you do a show enough times, I've never done a show long enough to get to the phoning it in experience, but Mm -hmm. it kills me when I hear about actors who, like, are in these Broadway shows for two or three or ten years at a time. And they just phone it in. Yeah, and you can tell. You can fucking tell. Even if I didn't have the training that I had, like, Mm -hmm. people in the audience still know what they're looking at. And Alex Brightman did this amazing review on the Theater People podcast, Mm. or um, amazing interview. And he was talking about that exactly with Love Wicked. Alex yeah, and he was talking about how people would do that on Wicked. Yes, a hundred percent. And he got torn apart yeah. over that interview. Did he? Oh my god! So you don't read reviews? I don't. So you probably don't read a lot of the trade stuff no. either. Alex Brightman, like that was why he was out of work between Wicked and School of Rock because he was like a pariah in our bit. Like people really? were like, he's so fucking talented, but he thinks oh. he's above us. Okay. I and I mean, everybody knows that's the truth about the green machine. Yeah. But still, for those at home, the green machine is what we call wicked. wicked. And it's because it really is a, a machina. It really, yeah. it moves on its own. It does. Yeah. Like, at this point. It really does. Um, but that being said, like, and even the people in the company would say that too, but he was saying it about his peers. And yeah, people there's got a line. super mad. I get that. It wasn't I until totally School of Rock that. that he could clarify his statements, and that was like three years later. Exactly, yeah. And that yeah. was when he, like, the interview I heard on a Theater People podcast, that was him during, like, him originating that role in School of Rock. Right. So I guess he got to redeem himself there, which, like... Yes. Because I remember him, he focused it more on, like, people would phone it in, and to me, that's just, like, tragic because we are so blessed to do what we do. Yeah, I think that was his opportunity, his main opportunity to clarify what he meant before, because mm-hmm. he said that, like plainly with no clarification before sure. he was just saying that people over at wicked phone it in okay. and he was like whoa fuck you it's like, yeah yeah <laughs> come on alex brightman because e- even on that show if you're phoning it in you're working your ass off i know god i can't wait to be in a show where like just singing it makes me lose weight you know what i mean right <laughs> yeah i mean i when i did woody guthrie for like three months not that i got to the phoning it in stage but like i remember like being in certain moments where i was like okay like i'm not the focus so I can just sort of sit back right now. There, there were times on It Should Have Been You, because there's no dancing in that show, that I wasn't phoning it in, but there were definitely backstage going through motions. I was There were parts mm-hmm. where I wasn't getting excited to make entrances again. Sure. Because I was just keeping my head down, like, trying to process, like, I have yeah. to walk here, I have to change these shoes, I have to drop off this purse, I have to zhuzh my hair, and then I have yeah. to get into a wedding dress, and then I have to go back out, and then I have to talk to that person. Then when I come back, I have to, it was just like, yeah. and I and I forget to also enjoy that part of the process. Oh, yeah. That's why exactly. my job at Wichita doing hairspray, you, every night your gears are turning because you've just learned it, and oh, then yeah. suddenly the show's open. Yeah. And it was a nice reminder to, like, also appreciate whatever time I had to breathe and like yeah. thinking about what's coming next. Like that was also exciting. That's great. And like for me and Woody, like confusing, but <laughs> if, I would, if I would ever have those moments where like, where I'm like kind of tuning out, I'd be like, I would immediately tell myself like, get it together, Ian. Yeah. Get it. Get your shit together. Yeah. You're up here. People are like, they're watching Sean, but they're watching you too, buddy. Yeah. So like I, I do my best to be like, don't phone it in. Yeah. Like you're here, you're here. And there's a reason why you're here. Well, so. and I, I was at an alumni event last night and some guy there was talking to me about how different our jobs were, that he works in finance and I work in the theater. And um, and he was like, I really admire what you all do because you must be so tired all the time. And I was like, well, I appreciate you saying that, but we also have the entire day to rest. Our, oh, our, true, night, yeah. our, our job is just flipped into the nighttime and yours is in the morning. Yeah. And 
he was like, okay, interesting. I was like, I get probably more rest than you do, but I do sell my soul on stage eight shows a week. Mm -hmm. That's the exhausting part. Yeah. And he, and I was like, in the last show I did on top of like doing soul searching and Mm -hmm. hard work and like, you're also like dancing and singing simultaneously and also like, oh, don't forget to act. Like, yeah. (laughs) Right. So I, I really appreciated that, that people outside of our business also recognize. Yeah, that's yeah. cool when that happens. Yeah. Well, we covered reviews. Mm-hmm. We covered phoning it in versus not phoning it in. Yeah. How did we get there? What was in the beginning? Um. Oh, talking like someone talking from Connecticut. Like, yeah. That person is constantly phoning it in that with person, that voice. Yes. Yes. Yes, he is. As long as you can go. I feel like there's someone famous with that voice. There's gotta be. Like Mel Blanc or someone did a great version of that voice. I'm going to find out. Yes. All right. Are we ready to move on? Let's do it. Ian, what happened to you this week? Oof. Um, I know you're going to love the story because I went on a triple date to bottomless brunch. A triple date? Yes. Very exciting. Yes. Similar um, to a dripple trait. Exactly. Yes. A dripple trait, which sounds like, which sounds like a dessert. Ooh. Yeah, right. I'll take the dripple tate. Trait? Tate? Yes. Tit. <laughs> the dripple tit. The um, dripple tit. <laughs> the dripple tit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so three of us couples like met up at this little place in our neighborhood. Ian, I'll are you in you, a couple? I kind of am. Are you in a couple? <gasps> I kind of am. Oh my God. Why so, did you call me? Because I'm trying to keep it like, I'm trying to keep it like. Okay. Like, I'm trying to keep like, it steady. Like, like I'm, I'm going to do my like on yeah. the dribble. Like. Be on the dribble. <laughs> and like, and like, and I want to protect her like anonymity on this show. Like, I don't want like. Okay. okay. I don't want it to become a whole massive thing. Um, we got to give her a code name though. Exactly. What's um, her code name? Stan. Um, I don't know. Stan. That was just the first thing that came. Okay, up. so you and Stan were on a triple date. Yeah. Your girlfriend's name <laughs> is Stan <laughs> now. Great. Yeah. Um, not my girlfriend just yet. Um. Okay. But, okay. Um. So this girl I have been seeing, let's call her Stan. Stan, um, great. And then uh, my friends Renee and Sean, who are a couple, and my friends Paul and Lauren, who are married. Um, and Ooh, there was a married couple in the yes. mix. Okay. Um, and yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Um, and and like, I'll tell you this place off the air because like I know you're going to want to go to it. Because, oh, okay. But it's like one of the best kept, kept secrets of our neighborhood. So I'm not going to say well, the name. Well, what do they serve there? They, uh, they serve a lot of like Dominican. You were about to go, they serve. Were you about to? <laughs> no, like I was, I don't, I was going to say an L in there somehow, but like that's just me mm. being like trippy over my own tongue. Um, okay, okay, okay. But they, they have, um, it's uh, Dominican and El Salvadorian. Oh. Mm, fair. Yeah. But, like, they have, like, eggs Florentine, eggs Benedict, omelets, like, plus, like, sandwiches and stuff. So, it's this nice, well-rounded... Everything you need. Exactly. And it's delicious. But we were literally the only six plus the waiter in that restaurant. Great. And it was amazing. And I, mean, I haven't them, seen... good for you. Yeah. And, I mean, like, $25, two hours, you get all the mimosas or uh, sangria two you want. Two-hour-long bottomless brunch? Yes. What? This place is amazing. Okay. Um, and I still want to keep it a secret, so I'm not going to say the name over the air again. Okay. Um, but that was also my first time seeing Lauren, Lauren Morgan, who I've wished well on the show before. And hey, who's Lauren like, Morgan. Hi. And who's like a great friend of mine. She just got back from doing Summerstock, where she did uh, I Love Your Perfect Now Change into Legally Blonde, where she was Vivian oh my into God. Plain and Fancy. And Yeesh. they literally called her up like a few days ago to be like, hey, someone dropped out of six, uh, Sister Act. Do you want to come back? 
Amazing. So then she's going to be doing that into Little Mermaid there. So, oh my god. Yeah, she's booking the shit out of this year. So, everybody wants a piece of Lauren Morgan. It's true. That's really the the point of it. Exactly. Right. Um So, like that was my first time seeing her since like March. Amazing. And um it was really and it was just a, so much fun catching up with all of them. But I had to go to work so I couldn't like indulge in all the mimosas possible, but the week before, I totally did. And I knew after that to, like, pace myself because I agreed to get coffee with someone from I went to college with okay. after brunch. And I remember, like, three minutes, like, it, like, three minutes left of our time, like, of our two-hour limit. One of my friends goes, hey, I will take another picture. So that's picture number four. Yeesh. We all finished that picture. So we've each had, a, like, at this first party, we've each had, like, a, a picture of mimosas each. Oh, my God. I go to... I leave, pay my bill, go to the train. One train's not running up here. And I'm like, oh no, I'm too drunk to make a decision. I look behind me, there's a cab. And I don't know what happened next, but I just know (gasps) I took a $30 cab to Chelsea (laughs) to meet an old college friend. I don't know what we talked about. For coffee. So then you're going to go get coffee, which is like also going to give you the headaches. Yeah. Like I somehow managed to not be hungover or fall asleep. Like I somehow managed to make it through the day. Because you were day drunk. Because I was day drunk, yeah. Right, so you were sober by dinner. Exactly. Great. So, I don't know what we talked about. Oh, boy. I don't know, like, how... Does your friend listen to the show? Are they going to be I don't know. I honestly don't know. And that's why I'm also not, like, name-dropping here. Because I don't want this person to be like, that motherfucker went to lunch day drunk. Because I don't know if this person, like, actually realized or noticed... I don't know. It sounds like you could blow a truck over with your breath if you had a whole pitcher, but it's mimosa, so it's like so it's like juice. mostly orange juice. Yeah, tough, um, tough to say, tough to say. Yeah, so I highly recommend everyone check this place out if you can find it. It's called Chachi. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, but like, but then we did it again this like this past week, and it was just a really great little like reunion of like like of my how I met your mother friend group. Like Amazing. I always say, Paul and Lauren are my Marshall and Lily. Um, okay. And, like, Renee... I mean, Renee's, Who like, a you? sister to me. I'm Ted. Because I'm, like, the eternally single one. Um, who's, but, your, who's your Barney? But my Barney is my friend Dan. Who, um... He's, okay. like, my drinking buddy. And he's the one that, like, will be like, Hey, what are you doing tonight? Like, oh, no, I don't got plans. And he'll go, Suit up! And I'll go, No. Yeesh. And he goes, Fine, meet me at Coogan's anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, up. Done. Oh, yeah. my God. And then he'll show up in a suit. And I'm like... Does he have a job that requires a suit? No, he works with me at Fancy Best Buy. Oh. He just, he's just a man that likes to just, dress up. Exactly. It's great. great. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. It was. And, like, it's just a simple little thing that just stood out to me this Wait, week. Wait, so we gotta go. Uh, yes. We gotta get you and Stan, and then I gotta get a date, mm. and then we'll go. Great. To Chachi's. To Chachi's. To Chachi's. Cool. All right. I like Your that. Your turn. Thing. We're going snappy this week, We're going y'all. snappy, Guys, yeah. we're trying to fly through this because we got to pre-record a bunch of shit. So we do. So, you know, just like you got the gist, You right? got the gist. You yeah, know us. Drunk. I like got every drunk. other day. Literally. <laughs> no. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. All right. My mm-hmm. turn. Your turn. Here we go. Yes. Went to Bed Bath and Beyond and only bought one thing. Tell me everything. Okay. (laughs) So, my friend John, who I used to live with Mm -hmm. here in Washington Heights, um, he is now back from his Broadway tour 
And he and his boyfriend moved in together. Aw. And yeah, they're amazing. Uh, boyfriend is a lawyer and John is an actor. Good for and him. it's like, kaboom, they're perfect. So John invited me over in a couple nights. I'm going to go see the apartment and we're going to have drinks. And I was like, I should go get them a housewarming gift. Yes. So I went to, <laughs> I went to Bed Bath & Beyond. Trip B. And I go to the home section. I mean, the whole thing is a home section, but like the section with like pillows and candles and yeah. blankets and the whole thing. I go to that section and I pick out a, a candle. It's like an ovular shaped, like really heavy glass with a wood covering, like a nice candle. Mm-hmm. It's one of these candles, right? Where when you light it, it makes the crackling sound Ooh. because so the wick is also made of like oil infused wood. And then the wick has holes in it, like tiny microscopic Swiss cheese. Mm -hmm. So that then when you light it, every time it hits a hole, it goes crackle, 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 crackle. Yeah. So it sounds like a fire. And I got it in a fire smelling, in a wood fire smelling smell. Yes. So it's perfect for like a fabulous, smart gay couple. Exactly. And they're amazing. And he sent me a picture of part of the apartment. And I was like, I was like, good. I have a color scheme. Everything looks good together. Mm -hmm. And so I can't wait to give him this candle. So then I'm like, great, I got John this candle, and now I will shop. (laughs) Bed Bath & Beyond is like, and the one I'm thinking of is at Lincoln Square. Yes, I love that place. So it's like three basements worth of like a shopping mall home decor extravaganza. It's beautiful. I don't have room for anything else in my home. You've seen my home. There's something hung on every single wall. Yeah. There's something on every surface. Everything is already infused with some sort of reed smelling something. Mm -hmm. But I still... I was trying so hard to find a reason to buy these coasters or get that spatula or I need that wine diffuser. I shopped for like another hour and a half, picking up absolutely everything in the store and then having to convince myself not to buy it. I relate. Yeah? I relate. I love Bed Bath & Beyond. I love it. Like that place is heaven. The one thing I actually do need is a vacuum. Okay. And so I went to go look at the vacuums, but a good vacuum is like minimum $400 and like a really good vacuum is like, it should be like closer to seven or eight at yeah. this point. Yeah. And like an, un- an unusable too fancy one for my house would be mm-hmm. like an $1,100 vacuum. Yeah. You know, with like a swivel ball, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Like yeah. Yeah. Like the Dyson one. Yes. Dyson. Yeah. But even like just a dirt devil is like too expensive. Mm-hmm. So I was really proud of myself because I do have a mild shopping addiction. And I don't say that like some people say like, oh, I'm addicted to such a, like I really, I really have in the past. And people who listen to the show know that I paid down a lot of credit card debt because I was like full on Isla Fisher in Confessions of a Shopaholic. Mm -hmm. Um, I, if I didn't come into family money for the episode where I described paying off my credit card. Yeah. If I didn't come into that money. I would still be way in over my head, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of debt because I just, I can't stop shopping. I can't Mm -hmm. stop. So this was like a pretty big step for me to like go through Bed Bath & Beyond, admire everything and walk out with the thing I came for. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm like super proud of you because I like, even I will walk in and walk out with at least three things. Yes. Well, in the past, I used to convince myself that if they were only small things, it wasn't that big a deal. Right. But small things add up. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Like, every time I'm there, I look at the doggy toys. I, my parents' dog doesn't live with me, but I'm always thinking I got to buy him toys. Right. 
I should really only get him toys at Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Maybe and for his birthday. I don't know when his birthday is, but maybe mm. I should just pick a time of the year to like send him just another thing. Like, yeah, a little ball. Yeah, I don't know. Last time I got him uh, at Bed Bath & Beyond, actually, they have this line of toys that's like made for like playing tug of war. Like oh, stuff, Stuffed fun. animals with like double thick fabric oh. so they don't pull apart. So I got him a dragon. Ooh. A dragon. 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 So anyway, yeah, I, I really think that that's kind of it about that. That's great, though. Yeah. Like any, any trip to Bed Bath & Beyond is story worthy. Yeah, well, it was so fun. You know what? They had this... I didn't even know they had a whole coaster section. The coaster mm. section is pretty addictive. Ooh, I need to check that out. They have, like, beautiful coasters. artisanal coasters mm. that are, like, mixed media of, like... Mixed media, like, they're a piece of art. They kind of work. They kind of are. Of, like, wood and metal and stone, like, together. Fun. They're really cool. So, yeah, I don't think that I'm going to put myself in that situation... Again, because I'm sure that I will probably fall privy to my former, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, what, what would Habits. you call that? Habits. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I was very proud of myself for that one time that I just got the candle. And the kicker was that I left my uh, 20% off mail-in coupon, mm-hmm. or it came to me in the mail or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because they're always sending coupons. They're always sending that coupons. That place is always And it's always coupons. an incentive to buy stuff. It really is. Um, but I found online the same coupon and asked the guy if he would scan it for me. And he was like, yeah, sure. They're like, they're like super chill about they're that. They're very chill about it. It's because they don't, they don't care if you, they yeah. lost $6 on the sale. They really don't. Yeah. Which is what they lost. They lost $6 on the sale. Mm. It was a $30 candle. Dang. $30 I did hear, candle. I did hear that those prices are kind of like, have those like coupons <sighs> built in. Yes. It's like, that. like they're anticipating you like bringing in those coupons. So like. And if you pay the whole thing, it's just like a perk for them. Right, yeah. 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 When I was working at Sur Tab, which is a similar, at least the the first floor of of Bed Bath & Beyond is pretty much everything Sur Tab sells. Yeah. Um, I learned that if a price is $99, it's the price that it's, like, it's market value. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, the one that the store has chosen to sell it at. If the price ends in a five... Mm. Like ninety five, mm-hmm. it means that it's temporarily on sale, but not forever. Okay. Or no, ninety seven is temporarily on sale, yeah. but not forever, and ninety five is lowest price possible. Mm. Container store was like that too, I think. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know that that's what that all meant, but that's fast. When something has a five at the end of it, you should get it because otherwise, when it comes up, back, yeah. it'll go. It'll be up the next time, or yeah. it'll be out of stock for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Which is what used to be our problem. Yeah. Yeah. This Party. was snappy. Yeah, this was a little snappity snap. You want to yeah. go to the quiz? Yeah, let's do a quiz. Who's going first? Um, I'll quiz you first. Okay. All right. Claire Manship? Yes. What are you obsessed with this week? I am still obsessed with the bold type on Freeform. I've noticed. This show is getting it. Yeah. This show is so smart. It touches on topics that, I mean, frankly, uh, like, I never in my wildest dreams thought that we would tap into this kind of feminism on television. Mm, Awesome. I love it so much. Every time I watch it, it just, like, renews... It renews my faith in, like, where TV is going. It's great. And it kills me because everybody thinks that we're, like, at peak TV right now. But if you watch all of the shows that are big, they're still all non-Bechtel passing shows for the most part. And this show is 
is so strong and it portrays female friendship in a way that I wish it it just reflects a part of my life and my experiences that I've never seen anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And I know that because of the crazy social media campaign they have going, um, we're just like, it's a very interactive show. They're trying to take the title of most interactive social show from pretty little liars. And they're in the same time slot on the same night. So Mm. yes, got it. So I think it's going to work out. Awesome. Yeah, and I love it. So everybody go watch. You can catch up on Hulu right now or or Freeform. Um, The Bold Type. Cool. Question number two. Yes. Desert Island. Yes. Um, Three sandwiches. hemming and hawing. Three sandwiches that you would eat forever. Mm, Okay. The Subway Cold Cut Combo Mm. on six-inch wheat with lettuce, tomato, and light mayonnaise. Ooh. A boar's head honey turkey Mm. on toasted wheat with cheddar, lettuce, tomato, and mayo. Ooh. And there's this corned beef that they used to sell in, like, pre-packaged, like, tear and share things that I ate when I was a kid. I don't think they make it anymore. Um, But it was so fucking good. And I would just put that... Right on some wheat bread, mm. mayonnaise, nothing else. Cool. Yes. Love it. Mm-hmm. I'm a pescatarian, and I'm like, that sounds really good. Yeah, they're all um, amazing. Uh, what do you, besides the bowl type? Yes. Uh, what are you watching slash listening to now? I am now watching Gilmore Girls for the fourth or fifth time all the way through, and I'm getting to the end of season six, which is the last of the Amy Sherman Palladino episodes. For those that listen to our Kevin T. Porter episode. You will know, and maybe if you're a Gilmore fan, you'll know that the creator of the show bounced right before the end of the show. Mm -hmm. And I'm just already getting my dander up, like worried about the change in mood that's about to happen. Just Mm. like the different framework, the different writing, just a weird It's definitely a shift. Big shift between six and seven. Huge, huge shift. Ian, do do you watch Gilmore? I've seen like an episode and a half. I really, honestly, like, actor to actor, but also, Mm -hmm. like, friend to friend. Yeah. It is, it's one of those shows that, and this is the perfect time to start watching it, because you'll Mm -hmm. finish it, like, in the thick of the holidays. Ooh. It is, like, a big, cozy, warm blanket of a show. That's fun. And it's also incredible acting. Lauren Graham is an episode-to-episode masterclass. And so awesome. Kelly Bishop. I love her. Kelly Bishop is giving me... I mean, I've rewatched this show so many times that I can quote it from beginning to end, and still I see things that she's doing that surprise me. She's an American treasure that we don't deserve. She really is. She really, really is. Awesome. Mm. A little sip of water. And um, listening to a bunch of new music. I got Ooh. some new BB Rexa. I got some new Demi Lovato. Fun. Um, some new Justin Bieber, David Guetta. Okay. Um, and I was on my way to an audition the other day, and I started listening to the Smash cast recording of Bombshell. Oh, my God. And I forgot how great that music is. Shaman and Whitman are just geniuses. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, so I'm just uh, getting on that new kick of music with that old kick of TV. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Uh, last person you texted aside from me. No cheating. It was a group message mm-hmm. to the Elon alumni board, which cool. I am still a part of. Um, we had an event last night, and every it just so happens that the 
the second or third Wednesday of every month is like our text message check-in about how other upcoming things are, are panning out. Mm-hmm. And so I texted everyone to remind them today was the check-in and uh, congrats on a great event last night. Great. Yes. Cool. And finally. Yes. Uh, question number five, favorite question, one person living or dead who you may or may not know who you wish well. I would like to wish well my dear friend and former choreographer, Al Blackstone. Mm. Al had an amazing week this week. He just cast a new regional production of Newsies that he's about to go up and do. That's great. I mean, he didn't cast it, but he's the choreographer. So like, mm-hmm. really, he's he's picking the dancers. Oh, yeah. And um, so I'm very excited for him for that. And then he just went back to So You Think You Can Dance and had a big uh, week on the show this week that had a beautiful, beautiful number that he choreographed. That's amazing. Yes. So, uh, and it was to Judy Garland's The Man That Got Away. Ooh, So fun. it was like great music, great dancing, great yeah. person. And um, Al, uh, I reached out to Al for kind of a personal favor this week, and he 100% followed through. And it That's just, great. it made me so grateful that even with my two left feet in rehearsal, that he still, like, we still had a connection. And That's wonderful. Yeah, he's amazing. So hey. love you, Al. Congratulations. Love you, Al. So you think you can dance, 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 dance. Maybe I should start watching that show again. Should we start watching that show again? Sure. I've never watched it. I've mm. seen like three episodes. Well, you want to go back and see like the best, the best seasons, like sure. five, like five through eight or four okay. through eight. Sure. Yeah, those were really strong. Mm-hmm. Welcome to So You Think You Can Dance. Yeah. Cool. Love Cat Dealey. Ian Brodsky, yes. What are you obsessed Ooh. with right now? Ooh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of just obsessed with coffee lately. Okay. Um, I, I just love it, like as a necessity, but also like I'm very into like trying different coffees at different places and mm. uh, talking about brunch from before. They had this like very pure like um. I want to say it was like an El Salvadorian coffee. Okay. So like it just tasted differently and it was delicious. Great. And also I, I'm a terrible sleeper, so. I d- so I this isn't de- helping. Exactly. So I tend to <laughs> depend on the coffee. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. But yeah. If you want to get into um, having fancy coffee at home, I would really... This episode brought to you by Nespresso. I would mm. really recommend, if you want to invest, pass on the Keurig and get the Nespresso machine. Yeah. Because the decafs taste exactly the same as the awesome. fully caffeinated pods. Good to know. And they are recyclable, which K-cups yes. are not. They're not. I only recently found that out. Oh, yeah. Did you know... Maybe we talked about this on the show. Maybe. K-cups... I think I gave this statistic. I mm. read... That the amount of K-cups we have, like, thrown into... Um, like, landfills Landfills equals the amount of trash that already existed before the Keurig existed. Dang. That's what K-cups did to this world. I don't remember if we said that on the show, but I recently had a conversation with another friend about exactly that. Were we talking about this at bowling? Maybe that came it up... It might have been Maybe that. we were together when this happened. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. K-Cups have made the equivalency of all of the garbage that was still not there. broken down. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Is that insane? It is. Someone also told me, tangent number one, someone also told me that another, you know how there's like a trash continent in the middle of the Pacific? Yes. Someone told me that there's a second one that has now started flowing toward the first one. And when the two of them meet... It could potentially, at some point, if the if it gets like wedged between Alaska mm-hmm. and Russia, bridge the continents. That's fascinating and frightening. And Isn't I, that insane? I'm just choosing not to deal with that right Isn't now. Isn't that insane? Yes. It could bridge 
two continents in trash. In and trash. it's so thick you could probably walk across. No, you would. You would. You fall. need like <laughs> you need like good hiking boots. You would fall into such a disgusting ocean. Yeah. But yeah, so now there's like a second trash continent, and they're about to meet. Weird. And if they flow upward, we're fucked. We live in a weird ass time, guys. Mm-hmm. Nazis Honey, and trash continents. Look what we did to our to our planet. I know. Look what we did to our I world. Know. Save the planet. Yeah, save yourself from Nazis. Yeah. What was the chant I heard the other day that I loved so much? This can be the other tangent. Tangent number two. I was watching video of people marching on Trump Tower, and they said, um, this is not the time, this is not the place, if you want to help punch a Nazi in the face. Yes! <laughs> oh, goodness, yes. This is not the time, this is not, not the place, place. if you want to help punch, punch a Nazi in the face. face. I was like, whoa! That's phenomenal. And then I saw a meme later that day that was a guy punching someone holding a swastika flag. Yeah. And he's punching him and his and his um and his hand is like kind of you can see that when he connected with the guy's jaw that his knuckles weren't in the right place. Oof. And the person was like, guys, this doesn't solve anything. And then under the meme was like, if you're really gonna punch a Nazi in the face, make sure you tuck your thumb. For, like, prime punching position. Otherwise, you'll break your hand, and that's yeah. not good. I was like, that's whoa! Funny. Have you ever punched oh anybody? No. Only in, like, uh, karate classes. Because I took karate when I was a kid. I punched one girl. Nice. She bumped into me in, like, the seventh grade. She bumped into my shoulder and said, excuse you. And I said, no, excuse you. She turned around. She took my glasses off my face, threw them on the ground, and stepped on them. She stepped on my glasses. What a bitch. What a bitch. Yeah, because I was like, uh, she was like, I'll, so what happened was, if I remember correctly, she goes, excuse you. I go, no, excuse you. And she goes, uh, and she goes, I could punch you for what you did. And I go, you wouldn't punch a girl with glasses. Ha ha. Like trying to bring levity to the situation. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. You're going to punch me. I'm wearing glasses. She took them off my face, stepped on them and then punched me. So then I punched her in the face and then I got her expelled. Nice. Yeah. It was, a, it was a bit of a privilegey moment because is, she already but... she already had some issues with school and I kind of oh. took it. Kinda, I didn't realize she'd get expelled. Well. Maybe she was suspended from me, but then whatever she did next, like got her expelled like a week later. Sure. Yeah. She was, she was All right. in trouble. Damn. Anyway, thus ended the first, first and, and second, second tangents. tangent. Yeah. There we go. Uh, Ian Brodsky. Yes. Desert Island. Yes. Hmm, okay. I don't think we've ever done this. Three books. Okay. <laughs> Weird that we've never done that. Yeah. It's not um, really a millennial thing books. to talk about books. Except like But like also surprisingly <laughs> it is. I would bring um The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein, who's one of my favorite authors. Okay. I would bring um I would bring Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is one of my favorite books of all time. Forty two. Yeah. Um and then I would wanna bring like I would wanna bring like a funny, like comedic bio one like so it would either be are you there vodka it's me chelsea or um <laughs> amy puller's yes please mm. but part of me wants to go with are you there vodka it's me chelsea just because it would be funnier like amazing yeah i'm gonna do that shout out to andy hurst he yeah. works over on chelsea um oh he's yeah a friend from elon he's the one that threw oh, coffee in her face that's funny yeah he does like all those sequences on her show where he explains like internet millennial yeah things yeah yeah that's yeah. Andy. oh my bad oh coaster on the table Question number three, what are you watching slash listening to? I'm listening to um, a lot of, like, old-school folksy stuff. So I'm listening to, like, Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. I'm listening to Simon and Garfunkel. I found a Billy Joel song that I don't hate. 
So I've been listening to that. What? Which one? Uh, Always a Woman to Me. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, classic. Right. Um, if you like that one, you should listen to This Is The Time. Sure. Okay. Do you know that song? This is the time. I'm sure. I'm sure I would if I heard it. Because like I'm a New Yorker, like Billy Joel was everywhere growing up, and like I tell people I don't care for Billy Joel, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, see, he's one of my favorites. Great. But I think you're only listening to like The Entertainer and Piano Man, and like the songs that made him like globally famous. Sure. If you listen to like This Is the Time, Mm -hmm. Zanzibar, Allentown, like his best storytelling songs, yeah, they'll change your life. Yeah, so I'm listening to that. I'm listening to a lot of my podcasts. I'm not really watching a lot lately. I like, there was a Harry Potter marathon on, so I watched that. Um, That's cool. Yeah, and I've been listening to a lot of my podcasts because it's a very crazy time and a lot of these podcasts are a really great resource of like what, like how to like suss it all out. How um, to cope with the times? Pretty much. Did you listen yeah. to? Are you listening to uh, Sam Sanders' new podcast on NPR? No. It's called "It's Been a Minute" with Sam oh Sanders. that one, yeah. And he did an episode this week where he talked about Charlottesville with only white people, all white callers, mm-hmm. all white guests, all white professors, and sure. it was really. I I felt that it touched on, it touched on the topics necessary in a way that no one else had yet. Okay. Oh, hey, we didn't talk about Tudo Queens. Oh, God bless. I screenshot something from HBO and sent it to Ian in a mad panic the other day. Yeah. That Two Dope Queens is getting picked up by HBO to do like... They're doing a like four... It's like four or six hour part long, special yeah. or something. Yeah. I don't know so, if it's a recording of them recording their podcast or if it's like live shows based on their based show. Based on their show. I don't, I don't know really yet, know. but like I can't wait. Like I no matter no matter what it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. So I'm very excited for that. I just can't wait for the... Uh, what is the name of the guy? Tim Brodsky that does their music? Oh, um, He's the same last name as you. Yeah. Um, Rob Brodsky? John Brodsky or something? John Brodsky? I can't remember. I th- maybe John Brodsky. Yeah. But yeah, I can't wait to hear that music. That boom, 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 yes. boom, 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 yes. I can't wait for that. Oh, God. I love, like, that's, I fucking love that show. Amazing. They're amazing. So, yeah. Great. Question mm-hmm. number four. The last person you texted can't be me. Um. Whoa. Ooh, baby. Kids screaming in the hall. Yeah. Maybe they don't want you to answer this question. Fine. Um, no, um, it was uh, Stan. Stan, your Who's, girlfriend. Uh, yes. You're not, you're my, not girlfriend, girlfriend. Yeah, like, uh. Girl, w- man, woman that the, you're the, la- the lady I'm talking to. The lady that I'm wearing. Yes. Um, yeah, so we text each other, like, every day and stuff, and like, Aww. yeah. Stan changed her profile picture the other day, and it really mm-hmm. got me. Yeah. Yeah, she's really gorgeous. She's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Ian, you're not girlfriend's gorge. Thanks. <laughs> And our favorite question this week and every week, number five, mm-hmm. one person, living or dead, whom you may or may not know who you would like to wish well. Yes. Today. 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 Um, who are you wishing well today? I'm kind of going with my gut on this one, and I'm wishing Mark Ruffalo well. And Hey, Mark. Yeah, like, because he's just always been someone that I look up to as, like, an activist and an artist. And sure. especially, again, in these crazy fucking days... He is someone that I look to as, like, as an answer to the question, like, now what? Yes. So, love you, Mark. I want to work with you again soon. Love you, Mark. But I wish you all, like, the happiness and amazingness your way, please. Great. Yeah. 
Okay, plug time? Let's do it. All right, you can find the show at thisweeksthing.com, thisweeksthing at gmail.com, hashtag thisweeksthing. Um, at thisweeksthing on, on all Twitter, the platforms. Yeah. And you can listen to the show on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and most importantly, iTunes, yes. where you should go and rate and subscribe. Yeah, tell your friends, comment, helps people find us. Yes. Where can people find you, Claire? At Womanship on Twitter and Snapchat, ClaireManship.com, and Facebook.com slash Julia Claremanship. And I am at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook.com slash Brodsky Ian. Amazing. Cool. I'm Claire Manship. And I'm Ian Brodsky. And, and that, that was the thing, thing that happened, happened this week. week. Bye, bye, bye. Bye.